Welcome to Primetime Insights, where we inspire conscious growth. And we're three dudes, and I am Steph. We also have Kim. And I'm Emil. And we are bringing you exciting topics that has to do with anything and everything in life. Uh, we're going to dive into another episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to Primetime Insights. Saturday morning recording with my man. Kim is in the house, in Steph's house. Showtime, primetime. Let's get some... Let's get busy. Let's get busy. Saturday morning. Let's kick it off, brother. First question of the podcast. Okay, first question. This is so random. You're just going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, what is going on? Why are you asking me this? Okay, shoot. Shoot. How do you think you would be as a father? Father. How... Wow, that, that was really random. How I should be as a father? <laughs> I should be like Darth Vader. <laughs> Get it? No. no uh, wow. I, hope, I don't really I, know what that means because I haven't watched Star Wars. But anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, he's so poor. <laughs> it, it's probably the worst dad. You know, he's not never there. want to kill his son. So that's just crazy. Oh, Darth okay. Vader is the, oh, is the worst yeah. father. Mm. Until then. But anyways. Uh, yeah, I hope I should be a really good dad. Uh, influence my my child to to want to be better to want to be i don't know influence my child to to look up to me mm. to to be a good dad to be you know humble to be to be good kind to be everything yeah that's that's just such a big <laughs> question starting off here like getting essential but yeah, i want to be a good dad good influence good energy uh yeah a role a role model like yeah yeah a good role model for the yeah. kid but you, like obviously you don't want to take too much away from their own guiding star and yeah of course them yeah do what they want to do of course of course i just want to guide them on some path you know uh but of course they their own human being they, they gotta find exactly. their path like you support them i think yeah. that's actually like the 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 most important thing is just to be there and support them uh, and uh, let them do what they like what they want to do don't right. like you, you have to do this you have to do that like some kind of certain things you need to do like you need to go to school you need to learn some you- basic things yeah like yeah you need yeah at least now in our society like you need to go to school like some kind uh. of things like you know I mean, you could, but you don't have to. No, no, you can have like a private tutor or you can, if you have the time, you can probably learn the, I mean, like uh, the basics, but. How many of the things that you learned do you feel like you still do, like use today? Like I'm thinking when you were younger and stuff with maths and all the subjects that you weren't really interested to, in, but you still had to be there. Yeah. And you don't really remember much of it and you never use it in any context whatsoever in your life. And it's not really that beneficial. But then things like, you know, obviously speaking, writing, reading, listening, you know, those things I feel are valuable. And you can get, but you don't have to get that from school. But uh, yeah, I mean, the educational system is a bit, it's, uh, I think it's a bit outdated. Yeah, it should be outdated. We're focusing too much on, teaching the kids what to think not how to think about life you know all those subjects and stuff doesn't matter if you can't deal with your emotions if you can't be by yourself for a while if you can't um you know 
do things that are challenging and kind of deal with your emotions in a productive way rather than just uh, you know knowing things that are very you know outdated and uh, happen in history and stuff that might not be like I don't need to know I rather I would have rather learned that you know like how our ancestors lived in terms of like what they ate how they went about their life maybe that's just my interest like how they were healthy rather than known that oh at that time they had a prince or a tribe leader called hookah hookah or something like that's very <laughs> unimportant info. Like that. exactly yeah. that's unimportant info to me yeah. like i don't need to know that or that you know greek mytholo mythology same thing there you know all these gods and stuff yeah. the god of love the god of this like those things can be quite interesting i guess and some of them can have some uh, relevance but um i don't think it's uh as relevant as you know learning how to think um but yeah that was a random question that took us up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> took it this part but today diets right mm. we're gonna talk about diets today we have uh, diets on the schedule so just to kick things off i feel like we could um, maybe tell them a little bit how we eat yeah and uh, why we eat the way we eat and what we have experienced ourselves before we start talking about diets in general and kind of breaking down um, what kind of diets are out there, how they are used um, on very different levels and stuff and then drawing some uh, correlation and stuff to that. Yeah. But yeah, for you, mm -hmm. um, what do you feel are like, how, what kind of diet do you have or how do you eat? Yeah. is a better way of questioning right, right now you mean that. yeah exactly right now, right now. and yeah. have you done anything different in the past where you felt benefits and stuff yeah uh, for right now I try to avoid gluten and lactose mm. uh, as much as I can because I am a lactose intolerance mm. that's the right name for it intolerant yeah, yeah. Uh, so and I, I don't think that's good for my body um, mm. but so I try to avoid like everything, cut cut out as much as I can, but it can be hard sometimes. But is it lactose or is it dairy? Because dairy is, you know, dairy is yeah. the, the actual, like, what it is. Yeah. So lactose is just a little, it's a small protein yeah. in the yeah. dairy. Yeah, exactly. But you, you, you try to avoid dairy. Yeah, I try to so avoid, yeah. Butter, yeah. yogurt. Um, yeah, yeah but butter I use sometimes. Mm. Uh, no yogurt. Yes, yeah, so it's a big, uh, when you say it like that, it's basically dairy. Mm, dairy, yeah. Da dairy, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, no yogurt, uh, butter I have. Uh, I try to avoid, yeah, like cream, milk, right. uh, everything like that. Uh, and then gluten as well. I have some bread at some time. Uh, mm. And I, f I feel like my gut health is better. I feel it's more, it's better. I, I don't have like any cramps or any like pain. Bloating. Uh, yeah bloating any, any bloating like that and also um, I try to avoid like pasta gluten uh, I try to avoid all like pastry pastry and bakery stuff pastries bakery yeah yeah because that's just like bread and sugar <laughs> yeah exactly that, that's what it is and th that's gonna be pretty bloated and as, as I said before when I have like bread mm. uh, on like a regular basis maybe like two three times a week mm. like 
you know, not 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 like the hard breads. You know the hard breads. I can yeah. I can adapt to that better. When I have the soft breads, do, do you say like that? Yeah, like the white bread. Yeah, like white bread. Soft, yeah, 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 yeah. Very stretchy. Exactly. Yeah. As I said before, like my nose when I when I have those breads, like the soft breads, like the white breads, mm. my actually my nose is like is is start is dripping. Mm. And I think, and and actually, that's when I connect to the gluten. Right. Like every time is is happening when yeah. I have, exactly when I have the bread, mm. my nose gets like, yeah, start dripping. Interesting with that as well. Like the white breads and stuff, they tend to have like a long shelf life, so they have a lot of like preservatives, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah exactly. flavors and shit in into them, mm. just to you know stay longer on the shelf. And yeah, th- that those things can also be. Uh, bad for your gut health or you know mm. having like you say nasal problems and stuff mm. uh, I can imagine yeah so yeah but um, but the, the, the interesting thing uh, I talked to to you about it yesterday uh, is the pasta I actually feel mm. I can feel pretty good when I have some pasta right like good good energy wise and I don't necessarily have anything with with my stomach mm. probably it can get a little bit more like you know, a little bit harder, probably. But I think, I think, in terms of energy-wise, in my body, I feel better when I have the pasta, and I think that's pretty interesting. I don't know. Maybe like as as we speak yesterday, could be something about the, the ancestry thing, or my body adapt to to the pasta thing. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but you feel good on pasta. Yeah, I feel good yeah. on pasta. But that's actually gluten in because I, I stayed away so long from it. Then when I passed, I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Mm. I feel like energy wise. And, but you know, it's, it's pretty much carbs in there in yeah. the pasta. Yeah. So yeah, it's very high carb, very, yeah. very high carb pasta, yeah. which is good. Like obviously you get energy from carbohydrates. I mean, but then it depends also what you do with them and how, yeah, mm. how much you have of it and all that stuff and how much you, you can have as, as a person, how, how, how adapted you are to having certain macronutrient and you know um, like understanding that I feel is important like we talked about a little bit yesterday as well with the ancestral thing Mm. like so many um, different uh, diets exist out there right Um, and they've all been so like shaped and modernized based on uh, you know everything that we have exposed to us today and we try to make shortcuts for a lot of these things to make them simple and all that but uh, from from an ancestral standpoint like that's how we live for the longest of time we've lived that way for a very long time so our guts are still adapted to I believe um, that type of living in some way so what I've been doing research on and stuff is that we should eat based on our ancestry so you look at your uh, biological tree and see where the people uh, in your in your tree where they're from and then you like look at okay what did these people used to eat um, how did they eat were they more like hunter-gatherers that just like ate a lot of fish what kind of fruits did they have at their disposal at different times of year so then you get seasonal placed into mm. it um, the location what kind of animals did they hunt, hunt and stuff like that so you can draw all these correlations and stuff and um, the, the more I have done that and looked at those things a little bit more, I've, uh, I've had, a, had a better diet for myself. Um, but then again, it's not 
what I've been thinking about individually, especially, is that I have a father who's from Sweden and my mom's from Brazil. Yeah. So it's like a mix. So I don't know where I kind of fall in. Like, what can I eat? What can't I eat? And stuff like that. Um, and I haven't actually, I haven't gone fully into this rabbit hole and looked at that. But I think there is some value to that. Um, but for myself, it's been more of like, okay, I've kind of like looked at studies and looked at general things and like, okay, well, what is really food, right? Like I try to live a pretty whole food, clean um, diet, like eat, eat a diet that's consists mostly of whole foods um, at a lot of times. And it can be so confusing because so many of these foods that we think are whole foods are not really whole foods. Like take the dairy, for example, before it has been you know, put on the shelf in a in a grocery store. It's been pasteurized. Yeah. And what does that mean? That you heat it up completely. Like you heat it to such an extent that it doesn't have any more minerals or vitamins in it. It literally breaks it all down. So everything that you get from there is just like, you know, it's water and like sugar basically in the milk. Like we have fucking sugar in milk and stuff. So it's just it's not even a food anymore when it gets on the shelf. So it becomes processed, right? Mm. And I feel like that's just an example of, of a food that people wouldn't understand that it's actually, you know, a processed food. People think, mm. oh, no, it's milk. It's whole food. You know, yeah. it comes from an animal and stuff like that. It comes from the cow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then we have to look at like, okay, well, what I've, you know, started looking at is like organic versus non-organic. So take, take again with the meats, like they're, you know, non-organic meats, commercialized meats. It's where, like, you're supporting farms where people are putting 50 chickens in the same cage. Or that's an exaggeration, but they have a lot of chickens in the same cage where they're shitting on each other, they're harping eggs on the top of each other, and all that stuff. So they're, like, caged, they live a depressed life, they get disease and everything. So how do we counteract that? Well, we give them antibiotics and stuff. So the animal's feeling really, really bad. And then we give them all these hormones and stuff as well for this they get bigger so we can have more chicken mm. right and then we eat those and we expect our hormones to be in check and respond to the food the way they're supposed to respond to the food but we can't do that because what we're actually ingesting is not in a balanced state it's been completely wrecked it hasn't lived a life to its full extent by its own biology how it should live how should the chicken live well it should be free range you know roaming around freely as they want you know yeah. And not not stuck in a cage like who would want to eat that anyway like if you knew what was going on with the food that you're eating would you really want to eat it like if you actually knew all these things like so i feel like the more you know as well the more responsibility you get to um to take care to take care of yourself and to make the choices that are that are the best for not only yourself but also for the planet you know um, so that's kind of where I'm at, but yeah, just going a little bit deeper on my own. I went off a tangent there because I feel like it's important. So like with you, I stay away from gluten most of the time. For me, gluten is like, I definitely get like achy joints if I have gluten, uh, like pains and stuff in my joints. I feel like a bit more sluggish. I can even get this like mental block, like slash fatigue. It also, what, what I think should be mentioned as well is like the quantity like depending on how much you have mm. if i have like three sandwiches compared to or three pieces of bread compared to um like one it's a big difference you know one i can usually get by with and it can be okay 
but if I have a lot more, then nah, definitely like I'll feel it. I'll feel it bad. Um, and yeah, it's mostly my joints. I feel joints, and I feel uh, like sluggish mentally. I'm not as sharp. I just feel like I have this like cloud, like this weird mist across my like thought process. It's just weird. Like I can't like process things, and I feel like I'm I get a lot more lazy when I have it. Hmm. Um, and dairy is also a big one. If I have dairy, I definitely break out. So I get like acne and um, I feel bloated, very bloated a lot of the time, uh, especially milk, like just milk in itself. I definitely feel it. And I, I, I haven't had creams and stuff in I don't know how long, like proper uh, dairy creams, like seriously, like years, I think. Yours. Yeah, hmm. maybe I've had it in some dish or something, yeah. but where I've had it in my house and like used it in food and stuff myself, mm. never. What I will say though, is a distinction that I've noticed is that, uh, and I've read about this as well, is that when I have butter, for example, that's okay because it's just the fat from the dairy. So what it usually gives you problems is the lactose, right? So that's the protein that you have to break down in your body. Hmm. And for me, especially because I'm from South America, partially, I think this is the correlation that I've drawn is that the dairy, dairy didn't get into the South American diet until like the 1900s. Pretty so that's like though. pretty late, yeah. very, very late. So we didn't produce this enzyme in our stomachs called lactase, mm. which you use to break down lactose. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think I'm have a hard time with it. So since I drew, drew that correlation, it's been even more like reinforced for me to stay away from, from dairy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel good on dairy at all. Like really just butter. I can have, if it's a good butter, I'll have it like grass fed uh, butter. I used to like to have that in my bulletproof coffees and stuff. Mm. Um, I don't have them as much anymore, but I think that's a good one. Uh, and yeah, like I said, it's just the fat. So stays away from, uh, from the lactose. And it actually has some other good, uh, good things in it, like linoleic acid and stuff, which is uh, very rich in vitamin A and D, I believe. If I'm not correctly, completely wrong on that. I don't, don't quote me on that, but linoleic acid, I've heard good things. Um, you need to have that in your fats. Mm. So, and then other than that, sugar, sugar, man, like sugar. Oh my God. If uh, it's so addictive and it's so good. And it's so hard in Sweden because you want to have candy, you want to have all the good stuff. Like yesterday we had a fucking, we had some candy, we just chilled, had some wine. Um, but it's, it's if, I, if I go too hard on the sugar, I definitely feel it. Like it's, it's a weird energy, such a like, that's, that's proper, like a proper definition of short-term pleasure, long-term pain, I feel. Because the crashes, like the, the, you can just like imagine, right? How you're because it's pure carbohydrates, like refined sugars that go straight in to your blood, right? So your pancreas is probably pumping out all the insulin just to try to stay level, like with the blood sugar. And if it keeps doing that, like it just gets fucking wrecked. Um, but it's like it goes up and then you just dip straight down again. And what happens for me if I have too much sugar is that I get so many, so many other cravings, or like I stay in this craving stage, it's not feeling at all. Like carbohydrates for me are like that in general, so they're not really filling. So I, re I, I, I eat it 
and stuff like especially if it's like fast carbohydrates and like 10 minutes later i i, I have a hunger pang i want to eat something else mm. like i need to eat something that's why i'm more in this like low carbish space um and i've been doing a lot of work with that as well like with my individual diet and looking at like my metabolic type and stuff and i'm more adapted to having proteins i'm i'm in this like live to eat category where i like you know if i only eat the the carbohydrates which are not filling i can eat as much as possible because there's no no ending there you know and uh, protein and fats are obviously more satiating so when you have that i feel like my stomach's full and then i can like digest better and i can stop thinking about food um so yeah that's kind of where i'm at so i, I would say that i'm more of like a low carb kind of like paleo yeah diet I remember I tried that for a couple of years ago when actually I think it was probably like two years in where we started hitting the gym like for, for seriously hmm. probably like 18, 19 around that yeah. around the years and I only ate like the low carbs like probably like the salad like like uh, salad no no like uh, rucola and uh, spinach hmm. and I had some probably onions on yeah, something like that. And only it was only like meat, proper meat, red meat. Mm. That's the only thing I had. I remember my, yeah, that good. probably like one, <laughs> sounds good, like two weeks, <laughs> two weeks having that. It's like my stomach, oh shit. Mm. I had so much pain. It was mm. like too much process. I was like too much red meat, you know how it is. Like mm. the whole system I had to process it. And I remember it's like, oh shit. When I, yeah, yeah it was like hurting like too much did you have red meat all the time or did you have chicken yeah it was like probably only red meat i don't know why that was so stupid that's probably chicken sometime but oh there was like probably i was like yeah i'm gonna have meat Mm. (laughs) i don't know Mm. why i i looked it up some way i some some influence in some way i don't remember Mm. but i just i just remember like i'm gonna try this like the meat stuff yeah and i was like probably probably chicken once but it's like four days of red meat fuck that was like wow mm. that was too much but also that, that was at, so fun at that yes. time like our diets were very much like western diets we ate yeah. whatever the fuck we wanted like we ate pizza we ate all the bad shit and then when mm. you went to like that's at least a little bit cleaner yeah if you look at it and your body it takes a while for it to adapt and stuff yeah to that but then the red meat thing is interesting because for me it's like i i never felt good bad on red meat like i remember this um when we went to Brazil in 2014 and oh, uh, Picanha, go, Picanha, going crazy. <laughs> yeah, we ate the rump, like rump steak, like every day almost, right? Yeah. And I remember Daniel and Daniel, they got sick from that. Yeah. So they started feeling bad and I was completely fine. Like I, we ate Picanha like two times a day <laughs> and I ate like, fuck, I probably ate like 600 grams of steak a day oh shit and yeah, i didn't feel anything but that's probably because yeah. you're from, from there as well yeah Kanye is exactly. like a uh, yeah regular exactly meat it, it can have to do mm. with that exactly so I, i'm definitely like that's why i think i'm a protein type because i can have a lot of protein without like essentially feeling slowed down or bad mm. uh, but then as well like i kind of have to regulate it and look at like my activities and stuff because I don't want to have like, you know, red meat. I obviously feel the difference about chicken and red meat. Yeah. Like red meat takes longer for me to digest. 
So since that's the case, well, what do I do? Okay, so I'm not gonna have that before a game or something, because you know, I don't want to have something to digest when I'm playing or whatever. Yeah. But like for dinner, I can have like two two pieces of steak without an issue, if I wanted to. Um, I think I'm actually the same, but as you said, I think it was a like a process for my whole body switching, like eating whatever I want to, and it's like boom, now I'm going strict with this, and mm. only the red meat for for that amount of time and I thought it was like too much in my body to, to handle mm. uh, but I think I am actually a meat person as well like did uh, you ever try veganism no so vegan vegetarian yeah vegetarian but just for not really going deep yeah not not like I, I love meat too much to be honest mm. I love a meat and I love meat potatoes and uh, some veggies uh, that's probably like my favorite food to be honest yeah uh, so no I have tra- I've tried vegetarian well why do you think that is that those are your favorite foods uh, that's, a, that's a really good question um, my body loves it my gut loves it <laughs> I don't really know I just, I just like it mm. I like it that's the same with the pasta like a good pasta you know yeah. you and me used to do like a pasta pesto chicken oh, I love that I love like the pasta mm. And uh, yeah, meats, potatoes, uh, some some veggies. Yeah, that's, that's interesting uh, for me as well because some of those foods I never had like an emotional connection to them, so it was easier for me to cut them out. But then I obviously have foods that I have an emotional connection to, uh, which are harder to cut out. I guess if I w- was to cut them out, like I remember when I went vegan, it was so hard for me to cut out meat. I felt, but then I went raw vegan for three weeks and I was supposed to do it for a month. But I remember one day I was like, I can't stay away from it anymore. Like I can't, I need it. <laughs> I can't stay away from meat. Like, yeah. and obviously with me, like I'm always, when I give myself a chance, I'm like, no, I have to do it. I have to do it. But then I was like, fuck it. Like I can't, like literally, I felt like I was going to get injured because mm. I was training a lot of the time still. It was like mid season with futsal. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go vegan for three weeks, for a month, just yeah. to see how it was. And what I noticed was like the first week, week and a half, I got a lot more energy. Like I definitely felt like more light and like energized and stuff, more connected to myself, I guess, in some ways. But I was eating a lot of fruit, a lot of salad, mm. obviously no meat, um, and it had to be raw, right? So I, I always keep buying some raw nuts and stuff like that as well. Um, just to get some, I, I was thinking like, well, I need fats, I need protein as well. But I never felt like fully satiated. I couldn't leave a meal. Like if I had like two bananas with like some peanuts for breakfast or whatever, I wouldn't feel satiated after that. Like I'd be like, fuck, like, I could eat, easily eat four more. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Like where do, when do you stop? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like the sugar and stuff, like bananas is like nature's candy. It's like <laughs> so fucking good. Especially the ripe ones where they're all like spotty and you open up and they're like mushy. Oh my days. Oh and like my even days. fruit is so good, man. Like so many fruits, especially in Australia. I had like mangoes. I remember watermelon. Oh. And you, you have like all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. You can just eat it for days. But yeah, like I said, like I didn't feel like I was recovering properly. I definitely felt like I was, there was something that my body was craving. Like to an extent, not even craving anymore it was literally like if you don't take this or get this back you're gonna get hurt you know you know fuck yourself up and that was like two weeks in two and a half weeks in and then i stuck with it a little bit longer so i I think i did like 23 days like your body saying like i need something else exactly 
It was like, you know, because I, I was sore for so long. I remember that. I was walking around sore for like three or four days where usually I was just recovering like one or two mm. easily if I had uh, like a lot of protein in my diet or animal flesh. Um, so, yeah. and but, but with veganism and stuff, there probably are some people that are like well adapted to it and adjusted but i'm not even sure like for me from the research that i've done i know that i believe that all the primitive diets which is like the first diets like they consisted of meat we all used to have meat in our diets some type of meat or all types of meat organ meats fucking steaks and all that stuff but we used to eat kidneys like i said hearts um brains and livers, all of that stuff. It sounds stuff. so nasty when you say it. It like sounds that. nasty, but <laughs> yeah. you know what it is? You know why? Because yeah. those things are so high in vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So high. So when you kill an animal and you could eat their brain, like the amount of nutrients you go from that is like what you go from like 200 different plants. Could be, you know? It's is insane. It? Oh, yeah, shit. it's a lot of that. it's a lot of nutrients in the organ meat, hmm. like the liver, the kidneys, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's heaps. Hmm. Didn't know that. And also a lot of fat, mm-hmm. and or for our ancestors that was very good because fat is a like anaerobic type of fuel, so it would stay in your system for longer. Hmm. So if you have that in you, then you can go for a lot longer without eating food. Basically, that's what a high fat does. And obviously, what's interesting as well, you know, you can draw correlations from there. It's like the fasting and stuff. I can imagine that we're very adapted to being in a fasted state. And when you're fasting, you usually feel a lot heightened, like mentally, you have a lot more clarity. Mm. Because um, I think that draws back to sort of like evolution there as well. Because when they were searching for food and stuff and hadn't had it for a long time, what kind of state did their body need to get into? in order to prime themselves to survive right, focus, right? exactly yeah. focus calm and like mm. being clear you know that's where they were when they mm. were hunting animals and they hadn't eaten for long periods of time yeah which is the process of ketosis you get into the states where your body starts eating or burning its own fat mm. and when it does that you're you're not as hungry and stuff anymore because you still have fuel on your body to use mm. um but nowadays, you know, we, ne- we never allow ourselves to get into that state because we're constantly pushing ourselves with food and like eating stuff. Yeah, it's a culture. Like, exactly. It's a culture yeah. thing. Um, and then it's not the right foods either. right? That's what we're talking about. It's a lot of processed foods and stuff like that. And just uh, understanding how that works and how your body works. I think that's like probably our biggest responsibility because otherwise we can't draw any correlations. Like we can't get the awareness. And if we don't have that, we can't be responsible for the choices we're making. Because, you know, that, that's even going back further, further than that, like that's where education comes in again. You know, fuck, what do we get at a, at a school for lunch and for, um, for those little snack breaks? We get like a bread with some cheese and ham, like all, all, everything that is processed. It's all the cheapest stuff that you get. Yeah. We're feeding kids these things. They're all hyperactive. They're just fucking around, like not even know what to say or do. They can't listen to their teachers. And then we're like, yeah. oh, no, the, he, he, let's diagnose him and give him ADHD. But let's not think about all the colors and poisons and fucking preservatives and shit that we're putting in them. Hmm. What the fuck? Like, are you, are you sure? Like, you know, the preservative thing, like that stays in our fat. 
that's where it, it has to lock in because your body is not adapted to having that in your stomach and your body has a lot of like defense mechanisms so when they get invaders inside of themselves where are they gonna put them well they're gonna, gonna store in a store store in the fat because the fat is the body's protective layer protective organ so it goes there you know all those stuff it doesn't go away it stays in the fat and then how do you have to get rid of that well you probably have to fast or to do something to get rid of your fat so you don't have that more anymore in your body you have to detoxify but that's another one as well like the there's a lot of diets i feel like are like all of them are like short term in in the way they're like they, they, there's a lot of like all oh, the 21 day ketogenic challenge the yeah. 21 day vegan detox the 21 day paleo diet yeah, like. that's probably like the business wise of losing weight mm. like lose weight quickly because yeah. everyone wants this quick fix because we are human and we yeah. want this we want to see results right away and that's probably like they know it the the, the mm. people that bring this up like the can marketers. get results yeah the marketers like yeah. they know they know they can get results from it and that's mm. why like yeah 21 days try it but that is not a long-term solution i think and that's, that's actually like the the problem of it i feel like uh, it's um with diets it's too too much focus on uh, like losing weight like that is the main goal yeah. so and we know we don't understand that losing weight and being healthy are completely different things you know being healthy i feel like should be the goal which is more of a holistic process losing weight is just like it's just your physical you obviously there is a holistic process in that as well but you're just thinking like of your appearance and like yeah. okay i need to lose weight this needs to happen fast and what most people do i feel like the general population are in this stage where they they you do the 21 day program and what do they do after that well they go back to living the same old lifestyle mm. and what happens then well they put all, all the way back on yeah. they start having all the same mental demons in their head and stuff like that they still they get the same compliments that they got from people when they were losing weight mm. and it's just like it's just this like evil cycle and then they go back on another diet because you know their their parents or their co-workers said that you know i tried this and it worked really well mm. okay well and they did the same thing and then back on the same one like when are you gonna learn that it's not like that you have to play the consistent long game mm. if you want to be healthy if you want to be fit whatever it is it's just like it's a long game you can't just take the shortcut you can't just you know do it for 21 days or 30 days whatever it is and then go back to living the same old life mm. you know and that's actually harming you more than um, than anything i feel like just going back and forth yeah that's so that's so funny because why don't we use we should know this we we know this to be honest mm. like like everyone wants the quick the quick route mm. but you need to have your carbs you need to have the proteins you need to have the veggies like you need to have the fat the energy that's just so wrong of like I'm, I'm just gonna eat some soup or i'm gonna mm. try this nutrilet bars and say mm. this is everything i'm gonna eat and i'm not i'm not gonna do my exercise and that's just mm. so wrong of it just like okay i'm just gonna go with this diet mm. and then maybe exercise a little bit but you should eat proper and exercise that's that's just so i don't know it's just so weird it's mm. so it's so wrong it's like Nah, you shouldn't do that to your body. That's just so fuck. I don't know. That's yeah. 
it just makes me angry like damn you know that you need this these things like right but you're like taking the short i don't know that's just it's just laziness man like you have to understand that our society nowadays is is set up in a way which makes everything easy and comfortable yeah um, that's what it is and accessible in so many ways you know like even when we were younger and stuff i feel like a lot of people just even then had a problem just like eating vegetables like it's like no it's not tasty i did we were like yeah and we were young Mm. like back then Mm. we're so young how did we know like you know just by saying that we're like oh it doesn't look good like it's it's not tasting good whatever like just neglecting this part of like if you would just eaten that you would have been fine like nothing would have happened it would have been good for you like easy and uh, what i kind of want to get into though is like i feel like there are more stages like with this whole diet thing like mm-hmm. obviously if you if you're not doing any type of diet right now or you're just eating a standard processed food western diet like you're probably better off going through the journey of trying different diets at least until you kind of find your groove so i felt like we I, at least i did beat uh, beat them up a little bit by you know going on a diet and then going off it and going back to you but do that a few times go on different ones and i feel like you you're starting to kind of get more into yourself and you start understanding um, more about health and more about how you feel with different foods with different mm. diets whatever and that's kind of your way of like unlocking where you would feel best yeah sort of what are foods are you actually what are your body tracked energy device how do you feel like when you try exactly. different kind of diets different kind of foods yeah um but it can also be very hard there because I feel like this is something I need to do as well, actually, and it's to do blood tests and stuff, just to check how my blood levels are, if I'm mm. deficient in anything, um, how's my cholesterol, how's my triglycerides, all of those things that um, that are measures of health. Like I need to check if I'm actually doing well with where I'm at with my diet and stuff, because yeah. some of those things are very, you know, it's it's very hard to detect. You don't really understand what's going on inside of you a lot of the times. Um, even though you might be feeling good so I think it's important and that that's what I want to do more I mean, there's so many t- tests out there and stuff there are DNA tests and stuff that tells you like what you are like allergic to intolerant mm, to food wise yeah. and stuff food intolerance tests and stuff like that and you know I think it's very important to do like I walked around like I understand now I think that uh, like I was intolerant to dairy and gluten like because I eliminated for a long time I introduced it every now and again, and then I started getting aches and pains in my body. Hmm. But when you're so like just having it all the time without thinking about it, you, you're in this stage where you're oblivious to what's going on to yourself. So you don't understand that, okay, I'm having gluten and stuff, I'm feeling a certain way because you're not educated. You don't know that like gluten has the possibility of giving you achy joints hmm. and a fogged mind and just a runny nose. You don't know those things. But once you know them, then you become, you know, yeah, educated, and then you have the responsibility to use that mm. in your own favor. Yeah. I mean, you come up with a question, and I don't know what mm. you think about it. Like, what do you think about how can I, how can our body adapt to food? Do you think, and how long do you think, uh, how long does it take to our body to adapt to the food? Well, or can we do it? 
like like I said, like it depends what you ca- categorize as a food. I don't think uh, we can adapt to preservatives, to colors, to flavors, yeah. and to all these uh, E six one eight ingredients that they <laughs> put, put in, in a lot of yeah. foods. Yeah, yeah. and uh, from ruining the food as well, like to um, like you know, with, like I said, with the milk and stuff, like just by heating it up and taking all the nutrients out of it, like we can't adapt to that. It's an empty thing. It's not even a food anymore. So, you know, you, you have to look at it from so many different angles, but I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think we have changed that much based like from, from what we used to eat back in the day, I guess, ancestrally. Yeah. I think our, our biology, our biochemistry still needs those type of foods um, in, in our system for us to, for us to function optimally. Yeah. yeah. And then like using different practices around that. But like we said, like we're so comfortable nowadays with having everything so accessible to us. Like that, that's where I, I, when I've done long periods and stuff of fasting, that's where I feel like I can understand that. You get that connection to yourself and uh, how, how your body works. Like we have this, I feel like we have this idea that, you know, without food, we don't, not gonna have any energy and stuff. But a lot of time we, times we're just responding to cravings um, and not really being connected to how we're truly feeling. Or just because you get that little hunger spike, you don't have to eat straight away. Have a glass of water, do something else, you know, just go without it. Yeah. And you won't die from it. Your body will find a way to adapt in that way. Mm. Yes, without food. It has so many processes like the, the ketosis and stuff where you burn your own fat for energy, for example. Um, it's uh, there's there's so much there but i don't think we can adapt to a lot of i don't know what you meant by foods but uh, um i mean i'm more like a diet you know probably like me from sweden going to thailand mm. trying that diet like can we adapt to that and how long does it take i do i do think to a certain extent you could adapt but i don't think it would be like your optimal diet you know what I mean? You could go there and you could still like do the bare minimum or even more than that. You could function normally, but it wouldn't be like optimal for you. Yeah, because, because that, that's like a, like a normal problem for Swedes going there. You know, mm. they get they get like gut health and oh, they get like gut bugs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, 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 because they don't adapt it because yeah. it's pro- probably parasites and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. parasites, uh, bacteria. Yeah, and it's much stronger as well. Yeah. So yeah. like spicier. Yeah, spicier. Mm. Yeah, um, I feel like we sort of have to touch a little bit more on uh, like what different type of diets exist. Okay. So, yeah. like we obviously have like the ketogenic one is like huge now, like going very, very high fat mm. and very, very low carb. Um, and then like having moderate protein there. Um, and, and what happens when you have, when you're on that diet? Well, it's basically what we're talking about, what we've been talking about a little bit. It's going into ketosis. So your body is using its own fat to, to burn. Um, and when you're in that stage, they say that you have a lot higher, uh, like mental clarity and co- cognitive ability. So you like a lot more focus, you're easier focused mm. and you don't get a lot of blood sugar irregulation. So your blood sugar st- tends to stay pretty steady. Yeah and be on the same type of level because that's usually where carbohydrates get you out of balance, especially refined ones and stuff. Um, so your glycemic index gets all fucked up. So, and uh, yeah, it's also been uh, very, 
good for like diseases and stuff actually the ketogenic diet like people have used it to treat like cancer patients and stuff like that yeah, um, yeah there's oh, a lot yeah. of research coming out on that i mm. don't know enough about that to kind of like go go into it but it's interesting that you know we we can modify our diet in certain ways so what, what i'm interested uh, at going into there is that sometimes i feel like we can use a type of diet for a short period like as an intense type of thing to you know like here healing a disease like if i had to go vegan to heal a disease or something i probably yeah. would do it that you know? right exactly yeah um exactly yeah so mm. you you can do that you can treat yourself in that in that way um and use it more as like a, a tool in a toolbox just like aha now i'm having these symptoms well if i go off that for a bit then i can do this you know, one one thing that Paul Czech talk talks about with like being vegetarian and vegan is that his spiritual vision and clarity goes a lot higher then, um, because he's not ingest what it what he thinks then is that animals are so much more powerful than than plants, and by not having that like that killed thing, that slaughtered thing with like a conscious consciousness inside of him, he feels a lot clearer and like a lot a lot more connected to everything. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of interesting things there. But anyways, so ketogenic, I would say mainly used for, um, like a lot of athletes have done it as well, actually, for like uh, anaerobic capacity, because it's uh, when you burn your fat for fuel, it's a long la longer lasting uh, fuel, fuel source. So it has been shown to be good for like uh, long distance running and stuff like that. Mm. Um, as your body converts, uh, um fat to energy a lot slower and you can use it for a longer period of time yeah so that, that's where ketosis is really good it's good for like cognitive function and mental clarity and stuff so if you have like um probably a job or like if you're a student you probably do really well on like the ketogenic diet high fat exactly high fat because yeah. you wouldn't get as much hunger hunger pangs and spikes and stuff so if you had to study for long periods of time, you would have like a lot more clarity for that time. Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Get like a salmon salad for lunch with some avocado oil, and yeah. olive oil. Just chuck it all in there. Stay high fat. Cut out all the carbs for then. Um, probably have like a little, like stuff that you have will still have carbs, like the vegetables and stuff. So you'll get some, uh, but you don't really need to have it. Uh, but yeah, it, it would be good for you if you, like we said, are a student or a triathlete or something like that, um, or work an office job probably, you could use that. And then we have what I prefer the most, I guess, if you would categorize my diet as something, it's like the low carb diet. Um, so then you still have some carbohydrates, but what I tend to do is that I incorporate my carbohydrates around my training sessions. Um, because when you're straight after training, you're more susceptible or you, you have an easier way of digesting carbs in a good way, at least for me, I'd say. Yeah. And I like to have carbs before training as well so I can perform good in the gym because my training is all about performance. So, yeah, um, that's, that's mine, low carb. And uh, I do, like, I keep myself away from, like, food intolerances and stuff as well. So, uh, like, I know I'm tolerant to dairy, the gluten, I limit my sugar intake because I don't want inflammation in my body. Um, and the low-carb diet, is, I feel like it does that a lot as well. Like It kind of like keeps your inflammation in check, in balance. And then, uh, yeah, high-protein. 
What else do we have, Kim? Um, veganism. Veganism, we have. I don't really know what that's good for, but I what I get with that, I understand that why you're for doing the planet. It. For the planet. For the planet. But course. like, I understand that argument, but I don't think it's right to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like we talked about it in this episode and before, mm. like, like our ancestors, they actually ate it like meat and stuff. They they it hunted and they killed stuff yeah. and they ate it. And I think we are we are built for it. Mm. Actually, we need meat, some kind of meat. Uh, so and I tried it like for a couple of days, so I haven't really gone into it fully. But I don't feel like I get the energy that I want. Yeah. Uh, like I want to, like I want to move. I want to train. Like I don't feel like I have the energy when I I'm on that diet. Mm. Just personal for me. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah. No, but exactly, and that's what I felt as well. Like going back to um, speaking of of diets and stuff, is that like what you said? How long does it take your body to adapt? Yeah. And I feel like you could go around with a diet. Um, like I feel like the the purpose that people have with like veganism, for example, yeah, this is what I wanted to get into. The purpose mm. that they have with veganism is that they want to make the the planet better. You know, they don't want to kill animals. They don't want to do that to the to the to the planet because that's what's the best in their opinion. Yeah. Right. So their purpose is so strong, and it's for the whole entire. They believe in it so much that even if it's detrimental to themselves they'll keep doing it yeah so what happens when you're not fully functioning the way you're supposed to be functioning which can take one year two years three years you can get the symptoms later down the line because you're still getting the bare minimum or you're still getting a lot of nutrients in other categories so you might get like very good vitamin c and vitamin something b not being in the vegan but anyways you might get some other really good vitamins and then you know, vitamin B12, vitamin B, you don't really have a lot of that. And these other things, they start like coming at you. You know, it's like, okay, your body's deficient in these. You start getting all pale and fucking uh, frail and uh, no muscles, no bones. Like, <laughs> it's just... But I think it's so hard for for being a vegan to, to get what you need. Like 100% mm. get what you need. It's so easy to get like this twofold stuff. Isn't that that's like artificial... Uh, like beans or something yeah I, I tried it 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 tastes so mm. like not neutral it natural, tastes yeah. yeah natural uh it tastes so i don't know it tastes so what was the word for it like not real fake yeah, yeah fake like artificial artificial yeah, yeah that's artificial. actually what, what it and i think at least for me when i try like the vegan stuff it's i think it's hard to get what you need like everything mm. protein wise I think it's mm. hard mm. everybody no we have the beans we mm. have uh, the linces and mm. yeah I don't that's know. actually mm. like the beans and stuff like uh, that's actually mm. an interesting one because there's so many people that are intolerant to beans beans is a big one and yeah, yeah I, f- I feel like I get like mm. my gut health isn't the mm. best when I have the beans yeah, yeah. I get like you know like or nah because you have good. to eat a lot of it to get to get the protein that you need and what's also like a, a very present in beans is like a lot of fiber right so when you have like that excessive fiber in you you like you feel like your stomach's gonna explode literally what the, the fiber does that's why fiber is good to have in your diet because it expands your stomach so it gets it to be like bigger obviously right yeah. temporarily and that fills you up so it makes you feel full um 
that's why why it's a it's a good thing to have. But then when you have like when you're vegan and you eat, so you're supposed to eat like super clean, then you get a lot of it. Like you get so much of it of the fiber that it's like you know, I don't I don't think that's good either. Um, but what I was gonna say before with vegans and stuff is that to what extent are you willing to sacrifice your own function to quote unquote save the planet yeah. you know are you really saving the planet if you're not functioning as well as you should be you yeah know? Then, then probably like you're not saving yourself exactly. before you're saving the planet exactly how are you going <laughs> to save the planet if you can't save yourself so, yeah like or you know whatever argument you want to use there and then i feel like another uh, diet we should talk about is the paleo diet which is kind of like yeah. what i do i guess like mostly like but i w- wouldn't say i'm paleo but like paleo are um they, they eat whole foods right so and they cut out like a dairy and and, and grains from their diet so they don't have dairy gluten grains so they don't have like rice they're not allowed to have um they're not allowed to have pasta oatmeals mm. or is that okay uh oatmeal they don't have exactly that's a grain oats and they just have like basically fruits vegetables meat yeah. a lot of meat very high in protein um they have uh, like yeah avocados a lot of uh, oils and stuff like that sounds like my diet as well mm-hmm. mm. it's pretty similar yeah oh. but it's a little bit too restrictive i guess like you know like you can still be low carb and like enjoy some gluten-free bread every now and then and mm-hmm. stuff like that so i, I kind of like i feel like i'm on a modified paleo diet yeah. but the paleo in itself is very strict it's just like eat whole foods um yeah cut all the grains dairy uh gluten and all that stuff um all the processed foods they're not allowed any processed foods at all so yeah that's paleo what else do we have yeah one we could talk about is actually like uh, the the bodybuilding style like counting calories and stuff oh yeah i remember that one what's your opinion (laughs) on that oh no like i did it before like going with this um the wave having the wave and like everything scale, is like yeah, yeah. the scale scale it up like how many calories in this mm. kind of food these potatoes and this yeah yeah like counting every meal for calories yeah. i need to get these calories that's just ah yeah it's go- going to that that extent of doing it is like it's going crazy it's it's, it's too much of thinking everything is calories yeah. like, count everything is like no but again, for me, it's also, yeah, I, I understand. I get what you're saying 100%. Yeah. But I can understand how a bodybuilder who's getting ready for a show does that yeah. in order to, and or clearly it works for them. So if that's your goal, again, it's a tool in a toolbox. But don't become oblivious and like um, not understand the, the consequences. Try to educate yourself before you do it. And understand that okay your hormonal function is not going to be that well because you're not having enough fat in your diet you're cutting all your calories you're not going to have enough energy to um to be like a good person <laughs> yeah. to function in society in other ways like but that may be that's that might be what you need in order to, for you to step on that stage and to post in those trunks and just uh, <laughs> to do but, but is it worth it like that that's actually my exactly question. is but, it worth it like you're not gonna have the energy it's gonna be so low like i'm on like everything i and i remember it's like i'm on my low calorie diet here so i'm not gonna meet you this week like oh i I, I, I can't do stuff because yeah i can't do stuff yeah. because of this and you like hold you back so 
so much and i think that that's when it got to that extent it's just too much in my yeah. opinion yeah but then again with diets and stuff, with food in general like if you are like a millennial who's grown up with all of the things that we've grown up with like you know candy bars and all those things i feel like you need to sort of have some type of principles around the way that you eat in order to mm. keep yourself in check yeah. because there's so many things that we have um that we are like have emotional attachments to like food wise and stuff that we want to mm. eat that we crave and if we don't have any like boundaries or any guidelines it can be very hard for us to even stay away from those yeah. so for me it's been like using the 80 20 or like i i modified a little bit like 85 15 and that gives me like one day a week where i can enjoy myself and like without even and i allow myself to do that because yeah. i know that it's it's okay for me to do that uh, based on my values and my my principles and then since i since i do that i don't feel bad when i'm actually eating those things and stuff whether it's if i if i don't know that if i just like oh um i'm on this diet now if i cheat then i'm then i'm a loser i'm gonna hate myself blah yeah. blah blah if i have that self-talk then obviously it's gonna be a lot worse for me when i actually do cheat and the stress and stuff that i get from that would be much more negative yeah basically it's like shooting yourself in the foot like. yeah yeah so yeah but the calorie question is very interesting because the more i look into it i like i can't see how that's been like throughout any age of time we've used the scale to measure how much we're supposed to eat and stuff like that yeah that, i remember when like you and me worked out early yeah. like 18 19 probably like that when i actually 18, 19, yeah, yeah yeah around that uh and i actually remember i was I was scaling out my workout uh, for like the food that I ate. Like this week, I like on this Wednesday, I have my low uh, low carb. So I I need to do like conditioning stuff this oh. day. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put on some weights because I want a low carb diet. I haven't had my carbs, so I cannot go to the gym yeah. and lift. Like yeah, and that was still like so like weird. Like I was adapting my training for for the diet. Yeah. And that, and that that to me now is not, not no, that's not gonna happen yeah that's just no the, the, I will adapt to my body like what do I feel in my body today mm -hmm. maybe today I want to do like that conditioning and stuff like that use yeah. like uh, cardio cardio yeah. stuff if I feel so but it's not like I'm not gonna adapt to my you know my but diet we were, we were young back then it was like <laughs> yeah we were trying we were trying stuff and we were like following uh, this um, that's the thing though I'd rather mm -hmm. having had tried that yeah. And like even with the counting calories and stuff, I used to do that a lot. And then mm. like you start figuring out like, oh, fuck, this is actually a pain. Like, <laughs> you know, but you, you wouldn't have done that if you wouldn't have tried it. Yeah. And if you wouldn't have got inspired by someone to try it. Um, and, and I felt like, honestly, for body composition and stuff, I feel like the, the if it fits your macros, the counting calories, that kind of works. Like it, it does if you you have that as a goal you know yeah it's all it's a and that we're actually that's what we're coming back to like mm. it's individual yeah and that's like that's that's so interesting with this diets like this isn't yeah. a diet like this is meant for you because it worked mm. for me mm. it doesn't mean like it worked for you stuff like for yeah. me having gluten and, uh, and dairy free it's like it don't have to work for you as well exactly like, you have another like body type um, yeah. body metabolism metabolism and like metabolism, yeah, metabolism different ancestry yeah like we come from different parts of the world and stuff all of those mm. stuff matters yeah. more so than we think um 
And I feel like that's, yeah, like you said, this is what we're coming back to. Like at the end of the day, your diet is unique to yourself. Like yeah. it's going to be. And we're not going to feel as good eating these different things um, as the other person would. So what we're really saying is that don't shy away from like digging into that and understanding yourself better and trying to find what's right for you you know yeah um because a lot of a lot of the diets and stuff that we have nowadays is just propagandas they want to make money they want to market themselves and they it's all shortcuts to make money and to do things in the right way but certain people and podcasts and stuff obviously you can listen to and you can gain heaps of information on similar topics as this like there there's so much out there um and uh, that 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 are beneficial for you but we can also leave you with like some universal principles like there are certain things that are not foods anymore like that like they're not adapted to our to our stomach like with even non-organic foods they have so much pesticides and all those stuff in them and where do they go in our gut well they go into the fat so they stay there all those pesticides preservatives and all the fertilizers all the chemicals they're stuck in your body you know they, they they're gonna be there you know and that's what you get from non-organic foods versus organic foods which are not using the same type of chemicals and uh, pesticides wait is pesticides word wait no i feel like i'm saying the wrong thing Fuck pesticides <laughs> Pes well, well, no, no, no. Well, the pesticides really are in the food no, no, no. it's mm -hmm. preservatives preservatives that's it yeah sorry yeah so all those stuff um Mm, now I lost my thought. But anyways, uh, th th those those are not in our bodies if we go organic in the same way, you know. And you get a lot more nutrients for, from organic foods. Like those are facts that I I can sit here, and I can stand for them. Like I can stand for them being the right thing. Um, and uh, and yeah. But but when it comes to diets, though, in general, like we said, we're saying it's individual. Everything that works for for the other person is not gonna work for you. So you kind of have to dig yourself into that own journey and not shy away from it don't take the shortcut just just understand yourself better go for what works for you and and try to figure things out and then take ownership of that process and have responsibility along the way yeah i think like that's actually the process of you like we talked like with all the diets and stuff then you can try and you can see and you can feel yeah and as you said before also with the test the test thing is a good thing because then you have like some guidelines okay mm -hmm. this is actually what my body needs and this is actually and coming back to that and as we if we connect all the episode like we can come back to what kind of region do i live in and what is actually good for the season mm -hmm. and then you can probably find a pretty good like this is this is what i should eat yeah but you don't then you have some guidelines to go with i think yeah that's pretty good yeah that one is interesting with the seasonal stuff like when when you're in in a different um place like when you when you're in a location where stuff are in season right like strawberries are in season now well maybe you should eat those because they're being massively produced locally yeah um local foods like a lot better for you yeah local food, that's where they haven't been yeah. shipped in this uh, crates for like millions of miles th through airplanes and stuff like that mm. i believe all of that impacts the food um so yeah like just understand that well, what what's in season locally for you right now mm. well those things are probably going to be better for you than 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 the other things that are not in season that have just been shipped from some other country and you know we don't really know how it's been regulated mm. if it's organic or not or 
you know how how it can came about so just again like that's that's what it is it's that process of going going through those things trying to understand those things um do you have anything to add do you think it's uh no i'm just thinking about uh the actually best thing would be like grow uh, like seizing your seizing seizing your, seizing your own things like growing your things growing your own things yeah, yeah. Like as much as you can, that would actually be the best thing. Yeah. Like then you're hundred percent no. Yeah, exactly. But we we like man, like fuck that. I want to do that one day. Yeah. But uh, it's. Uh, you should look up uh, yeah. Jonathan Tate. I think I talked mm-hmm. about this with you. Uh, he's on uh, every market. Yeah, I yeah. player. He he's really into that. Like mm-hmm. he's actually learning like uh, communities and stuff, mm-hmm. like schools and like teaching. Yeah, yeah. Plant plant your own stuff. Plant your mm-hmm. own like carrots uh, potatoes or mm. whatever mm. and season and base it on the season what is actually uh, can you right yeah. right what was good for this yeah, yeah. so no, it's really into that. and i think that's pretty cool that that would actually be like the best thing of it i think but that's that's also a uh, hard work to to do it, <laughs> to it is really hard work to do yeah. that I mean, <laughs> you need but to it's, it's have a, the right environment and 